Welcome back to the AOT Chronicles, an Attack on Titan podcast. I'm your host, Chaz. I hate that you're doing it that way. I'm Ronnie, everyone's favorite host. Okay, no one has said that, but... Well, actually, I kind of... Uh, all the feedback comes back to me, and it's and yeah, really the, quite shocking. And you let me read all the feedback, so no. It's... Well, I mean, that's what I... Yeah, I mean, you read all the feedback, yeah, well, but I sometimes... When you go to the bathroom and I steal your phone and I go through all the feedback, it's... I'm just saying it's shocking the amount of people who have, like, come out and said, Hey, Ronnie, you're our favorite host. Um, Chaz okay, is okay, well, but we think uh, you do I believe really Catherine would think different, considering she uh, kind of uh, sides with me on every situation, but... Yeah, that's a touchy subject with me. Wish you wouldn't have brought it up. Um, well, do you on wanna, another note... Yeah, yeah, let's uh, listen to what you have to say here, Ronnie. And see if you're still everyone's favorite host. Listen, I am just grinding away on this podcast. We record these yeah, things. Yeah, you're fading away. Three at a time. Um, you know, Chaz kind of just bullies me. He essentially takes like one and a half notes of episodes, and then I try to get them together to record every now and then. And then I pretty much just do all the work. So I'm just very stressed out. I've got a lot on my mind. And. The last two episodes, when I got into our recording program, I accidentally didn't make it to where our microphones were completely set up right. So the last two episodes, our audio quality wasn't as great, but, and I didn't notice it until right before we started recording this one, hopefully you were able to get through them. To me, they sound good enough for... For two episodes. For posting for two episodes. I apologize. I realized that it was, you know, the last two episodes of season two. And what I think we're going to do is we're going to listen to those last two and we're going to mimic exactly what we said into the microphones. We thought about it, but we thought, you know, as people who are really trying to sprint to the finish line here for season four, it's kind of the Commander Keith debacle all over again. We just have to put our head down, you know. Hope that you can forgive us and just keep churning away. I'm hoping that every I haven't edited them, haven't edited them yet. That's a hard word to say, and uh, hopefully they sound okay and we can all get through this. Yeah, let's hope. I mean, I just want to so say we were trying fans. to do video reviews for season four, but I've got my hands full with the podcast. It was supposed to be kind of Chaz's thing, and he's completely just given up on it. So there you go. I didn't give up on it. We were going to do live reactions, blah, 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 blah. But, but you're copy- lazy. copyright issues. Um, we don't even have a YouTube set up yet that's even worth anything. I mean, nobody watches on YouTube anyways, so... Well, see, it would be different because right now we're just posting podcasts on YouTube because you asked for them to do that, even though no one listened to podcasts on YouTube. Where as reactions, people actually watch those on YouTube. Well, man, once we actually start doing the podcast right, Ronnie, in the last two episodes of season two, Ronnie, then maybe we'll think about doing some other things. The best part is I'm so real that you don't even really care about this podcast. I could have never said anything you wouldn't have even known. That's how I care more about this than you could ever know. You know what? The good news is we're at season three. I never thought we'd get past season one. Once we got to season two, I felt like we were cruising. But this is it. This is the most recent season. Next one, season four. Let's go ahead and just start it off. All right, season three, episode one, or episode 38, if you're going that way. 
and it's titled Smoke Signal. So we've got some more well-named episodes. We're not back in season one. Yeah, short and sweet. I like it. All right. So first scene. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah, um, I got a hot take that's probably yep. not that hot because everyone else probably thinks it. Okay, but we got Mr. Aaron Yeager. He's got longer hair, okay? He's uh, he's standing there. There's like some almost seagull-sounding noises. There's some sand on the ground. And he's talking about, well, I guess he's thinking in his own head about Armin talking about the sea. And he's looking at fire water. And he wonders what's past it. <laughs> <laughs> he's here in an ocean. This is just, I mean, a thousand percent. This is a future ocean, scene yeah. that we're going to see eventually. Very cool. Very, very cool. And then we get straight into the opening, which to me is the most underrated opening in the entire show. Underrated, huh? Red Swan. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I like it. I like all of them. Don't like this one as much. So, okay, that's when I said underrated, because I knew you'd say some dumb shit like that. But um, Which one do you like this one more than? Probably season one, part two. Oh my god, okay. Or no, dude, I don't, okay, I take that back. It's so, these are so tough to rate because they're all so good. It's the least <laughs> best one, you know it, but you still like it more than people give it credit for. You can say that. Uh, it might be my, it might, I don't know. I think I like this more than, more than one of the, there was two in season one. I, I believe I like this more than the second one in season one. Part one of season one, that's the best, so don't even. Okay, but mind you, oh, I, I was going to talk a little bit more about it. The part where 10-year-old Aaron is yanking on 15-year-old Aaron's arm, trying to get his attention. Yeah. So, so awesome. This The little kid stuff in this one is very cute stuff. You know, they're all running around, smiling. I like it. And it shows how Aaron is just not that kid anymore. Yeah. And it made me cry. Yeah. And I think that's why I like it so much. Okay. But let's get right into it. It's nothing to do with the OSD, all right? Like a fallen angel. All right, so... First, we got Sasha stealing food. Oh, wow. Right Season three, bat. Sasha stealing food. Interesting. Her character's <laughs> developed so heavily. Wow. God. We've got Aaron. He's cleaning up. He's got his, you know, mask on because and I think he's six feet apart from everybody else. They're tidying up the place. And he's scared when Jean walks in because Jean just walks in with his shoes on, just dusting up the place. The nerve. What the hell? And... He's like, is this going to be clean enough for Levi? So, You ever been to one of those houses where they're like, everyone take, like, okay, let me say this. If you're a person who maybe you keep your shoes in the garage or like it's just, you know, tennis shoes, something like that. Yeah. And you you got a spot for them at the door and that's just what you do. That's fine. But I've, you know, back in the day when I had some friends that weren't really friends, just you know one year friends you don't talk yeah. to them much after that and you go over to their house and they've got that mom that's like oh, we don't do shoes inside the house like at all I, I respect the japanese culture for doing that but if you're in america and yeah. you're going by that rule Abs- you know what I mean? thank you for cleaning that up for me because i agree if it's like the way if it's an overall culture thing like the japanese where it's just universal that's the way it is cool if you're in I don't know, in the middle of Texas, and someone says, oh, we don't really do shoes in the house. Yeah. And they're just like, and I just got back from 
school or something. I wasn't yeah, like brand new sneakers. Yeah. It's not like his work boots. I wasn't and you'd be tre- working in the yeah, mud. I wasn't trekking through yeah. the mud. Get out of here. Yeah. Kick rocks, Ronnie says. All right, so we've already, we're already off to hot takes in season three. I love it. But we got Mikasa walking in. All right, let's get into the second <laughs> minute of the episode. <laughs> All right. As I was saying, we've got... One second, I'm coughing. Give me a second. Okay, one second. So Mikasa comes in with chopped firewood um, with Historia, not Krista. Well, Krista, yes. Krista's here. And she says that she's... He asks, have you been chopping firewood? Aaron does. And she goes, yeah, I'm staying in shape. And then Armin's like, but aren't you still injured, Mikasa? What about your ribs? So... As you can see in season three, it has not been too long since the end of season two. Right. She still should be yeah. recovering. But it doesn't seem like it's the next day or anything. I'm going to take a guess. They probably say it. Terrible hosting podcast for me, but I'm going to say it's been three weeks. Okay. And I have no basis of that. That's just me saying it because I feel like it. But Aaron then tells Jean that he even saw her doing sit-ups. And John calls him a peeping Tom. And Aaron's like, what are you talking? How is that being a peeping Tom? I just saw her doing sit-ups. It's pretty awesome, though, because it's, it's kind of like back in the old days. It's yeah. like training. They're cadets again. And I think even Sasha mentions that. And she's like, oh, I feel like we're back in training. And we're all just sitting around goofing off like normal. And we figure out that they're actually in this secluded location protecting... Historia and Aaron, and that's their job. So we finally get Levi walking in, which was everyone's worst nightmare, and he's he's looking around, he feels under the table, and he just feels some dust there. Oh. Aaron has Aaron not got better at dusting things? I guess not. This guy sucks. He's Levi starts you you can tell his blood is just boiling, but he's like, you know what, never mind that. What is the purpose of, like, the bonnet that Aaron, that, you know, <clears throat> you've only seen girls wear before Aaron's doing it right here? Well, Levi's done it before, too. Is it to keep, like, dust out of your hair? Is yeah, that- and I think Levi's just, like, so anal about that type stuff that he just, he's like, you gotta wear it, Aaron. Yeah, well, we know care. he's a top five waifu, so that's he definitely is. something he would do. For All me, right? he is, but not you. My list is ever-changing. He's got a hog on him. All right, and... Whoa. <laughs> Aaron's he tells Aaron to just go and experiment with Hanji that she's ready. What? That's what? not that's not what he he doesn't say go experiment with her. She's ready for the experiment. Yeah, get your mind out of the goddamn gutter. Well, I'm just saying I wish I was Aaron in this situation cuz I would let Hanji experiment whatever she wanted to. It's the glasses. So, we flash over and Levi and Hanji notice that when Aaron transforms, he's now only a, not even 10 meters, and he's super skinny. Okay, did you forget to mention that this is officially the new Levi squad? Oh, yeah, I did. I did. That's what's so funny, because they're protecting Aaron and his story. I mentioned that, but that yeah, they're officially the new yeah. Levi squad. The last group, they were great. Hopefully, uh, hopefully they do as good of a job as them. Yeah, hopefully their spines don't get severed on uh, giant trees. Sorry if you can't um, understand Jazz's voice there. He just ripped a fat vape. Smells like <laughs> smells like strawberries. It's peach lemonade. That's cool. That's really cool. So, as I was saying, though, 
Levi, they, they're doing the experiments. Can't believe you looked like a dragon just then. That was so awesome. Well, Ronnie, let's focus on the important stuff. How do you here, get okay? the smoke to get well, while it's not even smoke? How do you get the vape to go out of your nose that way? That's awesome. <laughs> it's tricks. Okay. It's really cool. Took a lot of practice. I've been doing this since I was 14. But Aaron could use Ronnie's famous Tiagra because Levi tells Hanji that when he transforms in these experiments, he's trying to harden. That he's not even 10 meters and he's super skinny. He's not that muscular 15-pack Aaron that we normally see. 16-pack, sorry, that was an odd number. <laughs> and his ass is even out. So you see Aaron in the back of the nape with his ass just hanging Whoa. out. So I guess he was really thinking Hanji was doing different type of experiments. I don't know. But they freak out and obviously Mikasa just she freaks out the most and runs to him and Levi's like, really? Is she defying orders again? What is up with this girl? Yeah. She still doesn't get this at and all. And Hanji's like, no, Levi, like this is serious. Let's get down there. So they start to pull him out and his face is stuck oh. to the Titan. It's just, this is brutal. So Mikasa cuts it, cuts the, what do you call it? Like flesh, stretchy. I, I don't even, all I know is he is horrendous. She cuts it, and he's basically got, like, a Skeletor face. Like, just terrifying. Page turn. Thank you for not calling yourself. I really enjoy doing that, because why are you writing on paper? <laughs> because Catherine likes it, too. Is it 2020? Let me check. Oh, it is. Okay. So, as they see that, they realize Aaron cannot harden yet, because he has no idea how to do it. All he knows how to do, like you said, the past... 38 episodes is bite his hand. Yep, that's what he's good at. And he's good at I'll give him that. He's very good at that. So Levi's gathering up, and he's instructing um, Historia. He's like, you're going to be riding in Aaron's wagon, and we're headed to Trost. Head to Trost with Hanji. So as he says that, it like kind of pans over, and from a long distance, pretty far away, we see like two people. Basically, It looks like they're basically spying on him. Yeah. Um, off in the distance they're definitely not with them yeah definitely not with them so news gets back to Irwin, and levi tells Irwin, um things are just going great yeah he's <laughs> like things are going great aaron just had a successful <laughs> aaron is progressing perfectly if you see um a man with half a face walking around here it is aaron that's how well things are going just <laughs> but i love levi here he finally just says it like he is and he's like Irwin. It's not working because Aaron still doesn't know anything. Because this Aaron guy, let me be quite frank, he sucks. <laughs> Levi says, maybe though, Historia will actually know the secrets of the walls and we can get some information out of her. Which Erwin then says, he's like, yeah, he's like, I've, I read her upbringing and her files. I don't know how he got a hold of her files, but she's the illegitimate child of of Lord Rice, and he doesn't know, though, why a regional lord would know the secrets of the wall and why he would be so important. She's a bastard. She's a bastard. But I like how he says this, because I, I've been kind of confused by the whole, the lords and the, it's the very hierarchy. Confusing. so confusing. But he, We're like going to do our best to break yeah. it down for the people, because I... It's... I do know the manga covers 
a lot of the government and hierarchy a lot more in depth than the anime does, which I'm kind of glad that the anime doesn't focus too much on it. Probably gets a little boring here and there. Well, I feel like they could have done a better job is the only thing I'll say. But I do like how he said he's a regional lord, so we know he's not really that high up. He's over one section. Um, So we go back to the 104th squad, and Mikasa tells Eren that he needs to sleep more. He hasn't slept enough. Yeah, I mean... Sleep is just, it's one of those, it's the most important thing for your health, people. You can eat right, you can exercise regularly, but if you're not getting that sleep, none of it none of it matters. And Mikasa but, understands that, she's yeah. trying to get Aaron on the right page. But then Aaron says that he slept for an entire day. Oh. <laughs> so I don't know how much sleep Mikasa wants Aaron to get, but apparently an entire day of sleep is not enough. But then Aaron blames himself for the failures again. He's going in his little, his depression mode or whatever you want to call it. And Connie says, as they're peeling potatoes, Connie's like, starts talking about all he cares about is fighting the Beast Titan. (laughs) Well, Connie, (laughs) don't know how that one would work out for you. I think he'd do great. He just wants his revenge on him for what he's done. And, you know, at this point, they're still hiding in this secluded lookout. We don't really know where they're at. They haven't said, right? Yeah. It's just kind of like a little cottage. But but then that's when we get some side conversation with Historia and Aaron. And she tells him that oh they are lucky. She hears uh, she overhears Connie and she's like, Aaron, I'm, y'all are just lucky that y'all have goals. Because now that Ymir is gone, I just don't know what to do or what I want. <laughs> Oh my god. Are you okay over there? I just... Uh, she said the line, Ymir was her purpose. <laughs> oh, get over yourself. It gets better though, Ronnie. Krista, get over... You didn't even know Ymir was your purpose until like two weeks ago. Get over yourself. Hey, but she respects Ymir's choice to go back with Bert and Reiner, okay? Gosh can't believe I used to have to marry this girl. She just... But then Aaron says that he's just happy that she's talking again because she, she was kind of... He can tell she's been down in the dumps. You can tell that because earlier she had her hood up. She's kind of in her emo phase. Yeah. Yeah. Where she doesn't want to talk to anybody. And then he's like, it's honestly best that you you don't have that fake act of being Krista. It's best that that's gone and... You honestly seem pretty normal now to me. So Aaron just wants everybody to be depressed uh, and a lone <laughs> sack of shit like he is, or they're not normal. Aaron just wants everyone to be miserable and want to kill all the Titans. We got a page flip happening. It's a page turn, not a flip. Well, it's kind of a flip because you flip the notebook. You don't actually turn a page at all. Well, I turned it this way to flip it, so mm. I guess it's a flip turn. It's a, it's, a, uh, it's a notebook turn, honestly. Okay, so we were both wrong. Admit it. Yeah. We're both wrong. Okay. Hanji then arrives and tells them that they all need to gather. Um, she starts talking about Pastor Nick. Our boy Pastor Nick is not... We haven't heard how's, about how's him How's he while. doing? Can't wait to hear how he's doing. What's going on I with him? I think he's doing great. We got a little side clip of him yeah. uh, just sitting in a sec- little like secluded okay. room. We don't yeah. really know where it's at. but And he's doing all right? She tells him that he died. All right. He's dead. Hey, finally some good news. I owe someone $5,000 for getting that done. <laughs> yeah, well, he's not only dead, he got murdered. All right. Yeah. D- yeah. You spoke too soon because you didn't know he got murdered. Was it you? 
All I'm saying is I owe someone $5,000. I put some signs up. Didn't know if people would take them seriously. But, yeah. Okay. Well, the, we then got a little clip of... Uh, hey, I'm, does your mom want something to drink? Is she good? No, she's... I, I, to be honest, I don't care what she wants or what she needs. She can sit right over there. She hasn't said a word right now. I mean, I hate that I you bring her over it. here, but... At the same time, I want to be a good host, so is, you think she... Well, how about you worry about being a host of this she podcast? Wanna, she want water? And you leave her the hell alone, and if she says something, you let me know, because I will bitch slap the shit out of her. Whoa, dude. That's your mother. Yeah, I know that. Why Why is... in your phone... First of all, she's everywhere you go, which is always, I thought, kind of weird. Why in your phone do you use her real name instead of... Having her in there as mom. You think I'm just going to call her mom? I only call her mom when I, I'm pissed off at her. I'm not going to sit here and, and be like, oh, mommy, or like in a happy way. Okay. I just thought it was weird that it's not mom in your phone. It just says Diane. It's kind of strange. Well, but we go back to Pastor Nick. And, well, actually, we don't because he's dead. But we've got the military police and Hanji walking up on him. And they're saying that it was just a botched robbery. And he got murdered because they wanted to take some of his stuff. And Hanji's like kind of questioning it. She's like, well, let me go inside and see the, you know, the crime scene, see what happened. And they're like, no, you cannot do that because we totally didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's when Moblet, I love, fucking love this guy. He's Hanji's ride or die. This guy is awesome. I do like Moblet. He grabs Hanji and he's like telling her to calm down because she's freaking out a little bit and... It's like she almost realizes the situation might be a little more intense than she thinks, so she tones it down a little bit, and she grabs the military police guy's hand, and he's actually from the in, the very center, in very center of the interior, so he's an important guy. And she's grabbing his hand. She's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." She's playing that act, oh. just sucking him off. Well, whoa. Well, I took that Jesus. too far. I'm sorry. God, dude. But anyways, she's you know she's like, please, just when you catch who did this, tell them. Just after she does her little fake act, she goes, tell them that I'll ensure that they're tortured alive, just like my friend, and that they'll be sorry. Hmm. So she got a little intense back at the end, and when she's walking away, she's talking to Moblet, and she's like, yeah, I felt his hand, and there's definitely some broken skin. They 100% did it. Yeah, see, and the best part about it is <laughs> this loser, Pastor Nick, ended up dying because he was so, he had so much pride, he couldn't, he wouldn't tell these scouts what he knew to try and help save the world. And so then the MPs are trying to get him to tell them what he told the scouts. And he's telling them the truth. He's saying, I didn't tell them anything. <laughs> But they don't believe him because why? <laughs> and so they die. God, get wrecked, you stupid wall bitch. Oh my god. Best $5,000 I ever spent. <laughs> so Hanji explains to Levi that, you know, what, what happened. And Levi says, hey, I thought that that guy was a complete idiot, but he never shied away from what he believed in and he stuck to it to the very end. So you got to commend the guy for it, but. Yeah. It ultimately killed him. Get wrecked. 
So then Levi and them realize that, hey, this is pretty this is getting pretty serious now though. Like they're on to us for sure. Um Levi gets a message, a messenger comes in and says it's from Irwin and that they need to leave now with no trace left behind. So apparently orders from the government are that they need to hand over Aaron and Historia to him. So okay. shit's getting real. It's getting real, it's real. It's getting real, real up in here. They all realize that how dire the situation is, and Aaron, they they go up on top of the hill, and they're pretty far away from their lookout, wherever they were at, and they see that there's people raiding it. Um, they're like, wow, we just made it out in time. They're actually right on our ass, pretty much. And I don't know if I'm getting ahead of you, but I, Levi was just talking to Hanji, correct? Yeah. And he... <laughs> He tells Hanzi that she needs to loan him some of her squad. And that was just, he's like, listen, my squad, they suck. Oh, yeah. Aaron's been cleaning this room for the past seven hours. Everyone else is fighting. Mikasa just keeps doing sit-ups and looking at Aaron. I need some of your squad, please. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, before Hanji rides off, too, Aaron gives her a note. It's, It's like he had a sudden realization right before he passed out. Back in the forest, when Reiner choked him out, yeah. he remembered a conversation that Bert and Ymir had, and he gives that piece of paper to Hanji, and she rides off. And then we go over to a little side you know, thing. We have those two mysterious people again, and they say, wow, these people are smart. And the guy, it's a girl and a guy, and the guy says, it's because of that damn runt. He knows what he's doing. Hmm. All right. And who do you think the runt is? Uh, well, considering they just love picking on people because of their size, I guess it's got to be Levi. Yeah, does that ever kind of... Page turn. Does that ever kind of get to you when they pick yeah. on people's yeah. height? Um, if by, does it get to me, you mean, does it make me feel the fury of a thousand suns? Yes. Yes, it does. It must suck to be four foot eleven. Yeah, it's uh, you definitely can't go anywhere without having a conversation about it. That's for sure. Then we get to the calling card. Okay, it's a little bit late calling card. Kind of pissed me off that it was this late, sixteen Whoa, minutes in. But geez. because we're supposed to hand off the uh, summaries right at the calling card, and it was sixteen minutes in of a wow. twenty-one minute episode. But okay, it took me seven hours to edit the last episode. <laughs> we must have had a shitty episode if it took you that long. Titan bodies. This is a calling card now. This is pretty interesting stuff. Body of every Titan varies, but each one has their weak point of the height of one meter and width of 10 centimeters at the nape. This corresponds to the size of... Sorry, what am I saying? I can't even speak. This corresponds to the size of human spinal cords um, to the brain. When severed, it leads to their death, and it's thought that this vital organ is none other than a human inside. So, yeah, put it in English terms. If you slice their nape, boom, dead. Awesome. Okay. All right. Here I come. Levi and the squad are undercover in the middle of the city, and uh, due to the anniversary of the king's coronation, everyone is getting a little extra food here, so you know... Sasha has to make a comment, because that's her character. Then we're inside a throne room where a man tells Lord Rice... Alright, so this is the first time yeah. you can really pay... Right? This is... 
This is the guy. This is the guy. This is uh, Krista's, you know, dad, supposedly, that by uh, giving away that food, they depleted more than 60% of the food reserve. But Lord Rice says, hey, listen, it's necessary to improve the uh, public's opinion on the royal family. And he says now they just need the other pieces of the puzzle. Hmm. Okay. They mention that the military police have uh, failed them again as we see the man who is presumably the king since he is sitting on the throne. And let me just say, this guy might be released or related to El Jin because he totally looks like a wizard. He does. Does this guy not say wizard when you look at him? He do- I'll have to give you this one, Ronnie. A, uh, a horse and buggy comes just tearing down the street. We're back with Levi and them. And the members of this horse and buggy steal Krista. Just pick her right up. I love a good horse and buggy, by the way. And Aaron. Yeah, and Aaron. But, you know, Aaron. But he's always getting taken, so it's, it doesn't even matter. There's nothing new there. So then it's revealed we see Aaron, and he's not taken. He's, he's still here. And he asks if we are sure it will work because him and John don't look anything alike. We're doing it again. It worked <laughs> so great at. the first time. You know, we don't have to wait long to see what he's talking about because we see Jean and Krista sitting in a warehouse. And like I said, by the way, this whole Aaron-Jean thing, it's worked once, so shut up, Aaron. This yeah. is this is a great plan. And there's a, uh, there's a little pervert just rubbing up on Krista here. But wait, it's Armin Arlert. <laughs> Armin Arlert. <laughs> Then <laughs> he's, he's having an uh, even worse reaction than I think Krista might have been having due to this pervert. <laughs> uh, just terrible. Very gross. Levi and the rest of the squad have already surrounded the building. That's the good news. And they're trying to find the right time to save Armin and Jean. I love Jean's look on his face when he sees that guy doing that to Armin. I know. He's like, Ugh. <laughs> He's like, I'm really glad I get to be Aaron right now. <laughs> Uh, Levi's confused because he notices that these guys, they're a bunch of amateurs. These are, you know, your run-of-the-mill lamos. He's saying he's going to go meet up with Aaron while, uh, while Mikasa cleans up here. Levi says there is one other thing Mikasa should know, but we don't get to hear what that is. He kind of just mm-hmm. cuts before that. Some more guys walk into the warehouse but are confused when they don't see the guard. They are then immediately taken out by our girl Mikasa who makes short work at these bums. These guys are losers. Get wrecked. And uh, Levi then meets up with a new girl named Nifa. Nifa. So is this, I'm assuming he took her from Hanji's squad or? Yes, I would assume so. She's just one of Hanji's members. What do you think of Nifa? I think she's kind of cute. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, I can't wait to see more of her. Yeah, I feel like she's got some real cool stuff coming yeah, up Yeah, I think she's got some great moments ahead of her. Um, so he fills her in on the body double mission, but Levi's still, he's still a little uneasy. He realizes that they might have been set up, and he asks if Nifa has ever heard of Kenny the Ripper, to which she says, Oh, you mean that one guy who slit the throat of more than 100 military police? Yeah, I've heard of him. This is a legend. Yeah, she thought it was just an urban legend. Levi says, okay, trust me. It's all true because I lived with that guy for a while when I was young. <laughs> You're like, what? A little more hey. of, 
you, you love anytime you get a little bit of Levi's background in there. There's some right there. Just then, a man with two guns and a very cool hat, if I say so myself, oh, yeah. sneaks up behind them, and he shoots Nefa in the head. The so. splatters are on the fucking chimney of the oh, house they're on top of. <laughs> uh, rip, Nefa. Didn't get to know you good enough. I'm sure we'll hear more from you when I do my top five of season three. You, you were great. The man walks up to Levi saying, It's been a long time. And uh, possible spoiler alert, guys, but I think this might be Kenny the Ripper. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to assume so. Okay. Kenny has other teammates who are uh, taking out people around them. I'm guessing this is just more of Hanji's team. Yep. And... Uh, as Kenny begins to chase Levi while stating that Levi hasn't really changed at all. And then Wait, it wasn't you... a spoiler because Levi then does say Kenny. So it's Kenny! Not... Yep. Uh, did you miss the part where Mikasa did break into the warehouse, though, and kick those guys' asses? No, I said it. Time? Okay. Maybe but, I just wasn't listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah, I said uh, they walk in, you know, just make short work of these bums. These guys suck. Oh, well, you didn't mention the part where Sasha had that cool bow and arrow hit the uh, guy's yeah. hand. Yeah, she was eating a potato and shot a bow and arrow. Yeah. You know. Okay, well, I think you hate her character a little too much, Sasha. and it shows. So end of episode, you know, pretty good start for season three. Looks like it's going to get a little bit more political. Mm-hmm. You know, not it's, it's no a, Titan talk this episode. It's more attack on inside humans. the wall. Whoa, look at that. You know what? It's been too long since we did everyone's either favorite or least favorite segment. Learn a little something about Ronnie and Chad. But we are going a little long, so I'm, I'm going to just do a nice little... We'll do some short ones. Here, here's, here's, I think, what might be fun. What is... Give me a least favorite food, and then, okay, okay. a food that you used to really like, but then you got sick on it, and now... Anytime you get close to this food, smell this food, it just brings <laughs> up... You just can't do it anymore. You used okay. to really like it, but not, not anymore. I've got one of those. I'll, I'll start off with that one. When I was 15, I was on spring break. I was a little young. Please forgive me. Wasn't supposed to be drinking alcohol. Whoa. But I drank a lot of it. So on spring break with my buddies, I got back to the, to the place after you know almost blacking out. And I get up in the top bunk because we've got like 30 people in a... This is a spring break, so you know how it goes. Yeah. You degenerate. You're a terrible and person. Because I drank so much, I started puking in my bed, and for dinner, we had baked ziti, and it got, I woke up the next day with it all in my hair, and all, and all around my mouth and neck, and it was one of the most disturbing moments ever, and I can never eat that food again. You're such a dirt ball. My example of that is, um, I... I feel like I talk about Pop Tarts. I don't really eat that many Pop Tarts, <laughs> but I keep bringing them up. Okay. Brown sugar cinnamon Pop Tarts. Used to eat them, you know, once, twice a week before school. You know, ate them one time, got sick, threw them up. Ugh, cannot smell brown sugar cinnamon Pop Tarts any wow. longer. Well, I'll, I'll make a comment about that. I used to eat those. Almost every morning before school, when yeah. I was probably ten years old, okay, 
Didn't get sick on them, but I got sick of them. You let got me tell you, burnt out on them. Burnt out. Yeah, yeah. That's I can't do them. I haven't had a brown sugar cinnamon pop tart in what must be twelve years. Wow. And then um, a food that I think a lot of people like that I just can't deal with. It literally makes me gag if you know I've tried eating them to show people that I'm serious. Is bananas. I cannot eat a banana to save my life. Something about the texture. Mm-hmm. Don't like the smell. Ugh. Yeah, I, my stomach kind of gets a little upset on bananas. I, I don't even really enjoy them that much. I had a phase where I would eat them in the mornings. But I don't eat those anymore just because of my stomach. But a food that I do not like at all that some people enjoy a little too much, if, if you ask me, is pickles. And I'm talking about the giant-ass pickles that people just eat. The run-of-the-mill dill uh, pickle? Yes, I can't stand it, dude. I think it's just the juiciness of it. It's just not my cup of tea. Huh. Okay. All right. Fun fact about bananas. My uh, my dad worked at a Walmart for two weeks during um, busy times just because he didn't need the job. That's just kind of a look into <laughs> Lars. He gets bored and just wants to work, so he went and worked at a Walmart for two weeks. Said that their most thrown out item at Walmart is bananas. They waste one point. They lose one point three. I could completely be making this up. Billion. One point. I'll say million. Maybe it's billion. It is billion. <laughs> one. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's a billion. All right. One point. They lose that much money. They don't even make money off bananas, but they've got to have them because I mean, what are you gonna do if Walmart doesn't have bananas. It's like shop at a different store. That's what I'm doing. So they just got to keep them and they lose money because they're throwing so many bananas out. Every day they lose a billion dollars. It's crazy. (laughs) We don't know the number. All I know is they lose money off bananas. Thank you for tuning in to this first episode of season three. Once again, sorry about the audio quality on those past two episodes. Ronnie's fault. We'll talk with you next time. Peace. Peace.